Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the GOAT Podcast with your one and only host, Chrissy the GOAT. You already know, follow me on all platforms. It is Chrissy underscore the number two, the letter X. Well, I should have said Chrissy underscore two times and then spell it out for (laughs) y'all. That's K-R-I-S-S-I-E underscore the number two, the letter X. That's where you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook and TikTok. It's Chrissy the Goat. K-R-I-S-S-I-E-T-H-A-G-O-A-T. But I think if you search either one, I'm going to come up on all platforms. Follow me, subscribe on YouTube, even though I don't really mess with YouTube like that. Uh, Where else am I at? I'm all around. You know, I'll be all around. Make sure you download Spotify and download some episodes and share them on your platform for your viewers or your people or, you know, do all of that stuff. And make sure you um, like, share, subscribe, comment. I just like repeated that again. But yeah, just do all of that stuff for me. Mess with your girl. It is September 7th, 2023. I am just sitting here chilling. Um, I don't got no wine tonight. So y'all drink for me, pour up some wine or something and sip and listen to me. I got a few things I want to talk about. I want to address. Um, I want to tell y'all about my little, well, yeah, my little Miami trip with my daughter and friends. It was cool. We went out there for my daughter's competition. I have... I think I'm going to do that later because I was um <laughs> I was deciding today if I want to do a story time um and share my experience. I had got really sick on the last day. I had been really worried about the trip like the whole month of August. I had been worried about the trip. We well we were supposed to leave August 31st. Um y'all our flight was departing at departing Las Vegas at 6:30 a.m. I believe. We got almost we hit Russell Road. I'm going to just say that and you know those of you that are not in Vegas, we were like 5 to 10 minutes from the airport. I live about 35 minutes from the airport. We had caught a Uber. Um <laughs> I got all the way to Russell Road and went to pull out my my ID out my purse to go check in and realized I did not or not check in. I, I forgot. Oh, I was trying to get it out so I could have it ready for TSA or whatnot and realized I did not have my freaking purse. I paid. First off, I had to pay for that cancel ride because um, I had to cancel the ride just to I couldn't it wouldn't let me add a, a stop so I had to pay for that ride that was like $35 because of how far I live from there um then it was about 70 bucks to take me home to get my purse and rush back to the airport it was about 70 bucks we get there um about 10 minutes before the gates close <sighs> I'm I'm telling y'all the story and I don't want to do all of that because like it's a lot. And I want to I want to share my whole experience, um, my whole Miami experience or whatever. But um, long story short, we missed our flight. And so I had to pay another damn near $50 to get back home. And then, of course, the next day they rebooked us for the next day. <laughs> and it was like damn near 50 bucks to get us back to the airport again. Um, 
we made it though it was cool they came home with one one uh trophy uh yeah i'll be traveling with my baby because she is a competitive majorette dancer and we actually went to um diana you know diana from the dancing dolls um her buck or die uh competition out in miami um they came home with one trophy it was good it was a lot of heavy hitters there including them and we don't mind taking losses when the loss is worth it when it's against a team like we went toe-to-toe -to -toe. you know it was close it was hella close the whole time um but they did good and as long as we came back with something i was cool with that but um what i was trying to say is that um i've been kind of dealing with um personal issues or like low-key medical issues or whatnot and so um I had been worried about traveling. I had been really, really um, scared to travel, actually. And I'll just go ahead and talk about it, actually. Um, uh, 2020, end of 2020, I was actually in Atlanta when I first realized that something was wrong. Um, I had got really sick. This was around COVID as well, too. So I was freaking out thought I got I caught COVID out in another hospital and if you know me you know like I'm super paranoid about everything or like when it's something serious and so I had always been afraid of catching COVID because once you go into that hospital like everybody that I've seen or heard of close or like you know just any stories I've heard or close to home or anything like that like people was not making it out the hospital it's like once you go in you do not come out so I was terrified of catching COVID never caught it thank God still I well actually I think I caught it in 2019 before we were aware of COVID um I think I caught it because I had got real sick like the end of 2019 and I I was so sick that I had took off work for like four days around that time four or five days I missed a lot of work but it was to the point like because I'll go to work sick I'll go to work sick as a dog but it was bad and I couldn't get out of bed type shit um so yeah that happened but in 2020 when COVID really hit the scene and everything and PPP and uh EDD and all that like yeah it, ooh, it was bad um so I had ended up um getting sick i had got really sick we had just dropped my daughter and um one of her teammates off at um we went out there for what were they doing um what do you call it it was uh like a camp it was a dance camp we took them to and <clears throat> just had dropped her off i was supposed to go to the trap museum <laughs> uh we were supposed to turn up like we had the whole day to ourselves because they were there for like eight or nine hours and so um Soon as we dropped them off, we head into the mall first. I started to feel a little dizzy um, when we got back in the car and then kind of driving on the freeway. But I thought it was because I just didn't have an appetite. And or I'm sorry, not an appetite because I didn't eat anything. And so by the time we were exiting the freeway, like I just it was like it was just weird. It was like like. It felt like stuff was starting to spin, like everything was spinning. Like I had motion sickness pretty much. Um, and so when we pulled up to the, the mall, 
I'm like, I feel sick. And so she's like, like sick, like what? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just feel sick. Like I need some water or something. Like, I feel like I, I'm about to throw up. I feel like lightheaded. Didn't know what was going on. And, um, it just like, once we parked and once I acknowledged that I was sick, it had kind of got worse. It like, it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And it was hot this day too, matter of fact. And I was, I was cute. I had put on this little two piece skirt. Like I thought I was so cute that day, but I get out the car or I open the car door and I'm sitting like, I'm sitting down, but I'm like facing the outside and I'm just like, I need some water. And so, um, before she can get out the car and go find me some water, I just start throwing up. I just start throwing up. And so I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, you know, once you throw up, you feel better, everything cool. But it was like, I just kept throwing up. I couldn't stop throwing up. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to go to the bathroom. I was like, I got to poop. I said other words, but I was like, I got to poop. Like, I really got to poop right now. And so she um, comes to the other side to get me. And she like, we kind of like low key laughing. Cause it's like, I got to use the bathroom real bad. But I'm like, what the heck is going on with me? And so, um, the people were so helpful. I love this. Is why I love Atlanta because I've never had a bad experience with nobody in Atlanta. Like they're so friendly. They're so down to earth. Like they're just, oh, I just, I, I need to be there. But, um, so people were stopping, they were concerned. Um, they were like, Oh, is she all right? Did she eat something? Is it alcohol poisoning this or that? But we like, nah, we ain't ate nothing. Um, we hadn't got a chance to eat because we had to get the girls to where they were going. We got up, got dressed and got on the go. And so, um, we hadn't even drunk nothing yet. So she's like, she haven't had nothing to drink or anything like that. And, um, so they're giving me water. They trying to give me water, but the water isn't helping because it just keeps coming up. And let me try to speed this up a little bit because I didn't, I wouldn't really try to talk about this, but, um, so I had, uh, it got really worse. She ends up, she has to take me to the bathroom. Um, it's like, it's a, a restaurant right outside the, or like, you know, on the out skirt of the hotel, uh, of the, the mall or whatever. She asked them, can I use the bathroom? At first they're trying to say no, but she's like, they're telling me like, you know, like when you go to a mall, like, oh, it's way down there, go all the way down, make a ride, da, 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 da. She's like, no, like she needs to go to the bathroom right now. Like if I have to buy something or anything like that, like that's what I got to do. And so they see like, I'm just not well. So they end up letting us use the bathroom, go in these people bathroom y'all and blew it up. <laughs> blew it up and so um that happened I was sick I didn't have COVID but I I was having a hard time recovering uh the ambulance ended up having to come I had to be um transported to the hospital um they treated me for dehydration they checked me for COVID and everything they said I did not have COVID. Um, my phone died. She ended up leaving because, of course, like by this time, I'm there for hours. I'm blacking in and out, but not yet knowing what the hell is wrong with me. So it's like it was more extensive because it was the time of COVID, but it was scary as fuck to me. Like I thought I was going to die. I really thought I was going to die. I was praying and praying and praying. Um, when they finally, one of the nurses had Finally, and I'm talking about out. This was like 11 a.m. 11 a.m. 
by the time I got to even reach somebody because my phone had been dead and I didn't have a charger or anything. Um, the only number I knew by heart was my mom's and I was telling the nurse, like, can I please call somebody? Like, I felt like somebody needed to know what was going on because I was so scared. And I don't know why they wouldn't let me use the phone, matter of fact. But anyway, once I finally got to use the phone, I called my mom. I let her know, whatever. Um, I told her what had happened. I was starting to feel better by this time as well. But it's like, it's 11 o'clock at night, damn near. Like, it's in the day. And so, um, long story short, um that happened out there. That was the first time. And then back in Vegas, it happened maybe, they didn't even diagnose me. I don't know what, they just like treated me for uh, dehydration and shit and they never diagnosed me. But then I came back to Vegas and it happened to me again. And um, I ended up going to the hospital. It was like the same, same thing. And they had diagnosed me for, um, vertigo and I don't know if you're aware of that or whatever but vertigo is it's kind of like motion sickness like that's what it that's exactly what it feels like like it's no other way to explain it that's exactly what it feels like it um you have ringing in your ears normally one maybe two and that ringing is what causes your balance to get thrown off um and when your balance is thrown off, you get dizzy, you become dizzy. And so it gives that motion sickness type of effect to where you can't really, you can't balance. And because of the motion sickness, it also causes, um, or because of the dizziness, it also causes, um, nausea and vomiting. So that's where that comes into play. And then, so now you, you dizzy, you can't, you blacking out damn near, you can't really focus. Um, you might have like, a like, uh, a migraine or just like your head feels like, like really bad head congestion type stuff. Um, and it's like the only way to fix it. They have meds for it, but it's like the only way that you can really like get past it is to sleep it off. So it's happened to me in the past three years It's maybe happened to me about, I'm gonna maybe say 10. I want to say like five or six times, but it's maybe happened a little more because sometimes I get so used to like being normal. I, it comes randomly. First off, it's not something that just happened all the time. It comes randomly. Um, excuse me. And so a lot of times it's due to me being so back to normal, forgetting to take my meds, um, not taking them regularly. I'm not even supposed to take them regularly. It's like only when you have an onset type of thing, but it's, it's a horrible feeling. I'll say that it's a horrible feeling. Um, it's scary as hell. And of course, if you get dizzy and that comes out of nowhere, like not only can you fall and hurt yourself, but like, you know, like it can be really severe. So I be trying to like keep that shit in my system low key so that I can avoid having to go through that because it's scary. So fast forward to um, this past week. Um, that's why I have been scared to travel because like July, end of July and the month of August, like it had been kicking up really bad. Um, this is what causes me to fall back from recording. Not that I want to, um, 
but it just it be like it be hit or miss hit or miss so it's kind of slowed down my progression my progression with the podcast um <clears throat> that's pretty much it that's what it is if I'm ever not active whether just on my social media or um producing content or anything that's why I haven't been able to do my regular reels which those were in place for so that when I'm not dropping new episodes when I'm not interviewing anybody or just dropping um like I said new episodes um I have those in place to kind of fill in the gap and stay relevant and keep pushing out my my product but I'm not able to really do that at times because that requires being on the camera sitting up being in like lighting and all of that stuff and there's just certain little triggers like right now I'm in the stage of trying to figure out my triggers how to avoid it any kind of remedies or anything like that and really just adjusting to it and as well as it it causes you know it causes depression and emotion because it's like what the hell like bro I'm only 39 years old and it's like okay like everybody gonna go through something at some point in their life but is this my issue so, you know, it's, it gets me down sometimes, but I'll be trying to stay up because I have other things that are uncontrollable emotions as well. Um, so yeah, boom, that's that, whatever. Um, <laughs> so I haven't worried about that. Um, literally got through five days. Um, our last day in Miami, we went to the beach and, um, Right before we got to the beach, we stopped to get some Rita's, um, some Rita's, um, uh, Italian ice. And I just felt it while we were all in there ordering it. I had just asked for a cup of water because I be having my stuff on the go to. And so I'm like, you know, I need to take these meds so I could catch it before, you know, whatever. And it was like, it was a little bit too late, y'all. But I ain't going to go into details because I got to decide if I it really want to share everything that happened. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make some kind of blog site or not because, um, it was real. It was real. And I had ended up in the Ritz Carlton, my, my baby, shout out to my baby divine. She was definitely there with me every step of the way. I told her you really, my dog, I appreciate you so much. Um, that just, it makes me proud to like, know that, okay. I got my baby there, you know, but, um, it was real, but anyway, I ain't gonna get off too much into that. I just really wanted to, uh, let y'all know like what I be dealing with, um, on the ins and outs of things or whatever, but I do have a couple things that I do want to talk about. Um, matter of fact, let's start with Blueface and Krishan because, um, a couple of the dancers, they actually seen Blueface out in Miami at, um, uh, Fixin's DJ Cali restaurant while Krishan was wherever she was giving birth. Um, and he had on the same clothes that he had on from the day before when he was out clubbing and all that stuff that I don't know if that was, um, uh, what is it called? It don't even matter. Burberry. I don't even know if that was Burberry that he had it on, but it looked like that. Um, but yeah, I so I took these notes or I, I came up with my topics that I wanted to discuss last night because I had intentions on recording last night, but I got so wrapped up. Um, but come today, like my mind has shifted a little bit. Like 
I I truly do feel bad for Krishan. I do. I feel bad for her. I feel like that she I feel like she's lost. I feel like she's she's looking for love in all of the wrong places. Um I feel like she got wrapped up with a nigga that she really cared about and became um I, I'm not I don't wanna one hundred percent blame Blueface because they're both toxic. They both are broken. They both come from fucked up families, apparently, um, witnessing how their their relationships are with their, not just their family, but their, their parents. Um, I see it. I see it. So there's definitely a lot of childhood trauma there that causes the way that they act and things. But I feel sorry for her because like I've been there dealing with not to that extent and I'm not going, I'm not, mm -mm, I'm not doing a lot of the stuff that she be doing. I think she goes too far. Like yesterday I was feeling bad for her. Um, the day before I was feeling bad for her. I was actually proud of her at the same time because I'm like, okay, like it's, it's fuck this nigga type shit. You focused on you. You didn't left this nigga. You didn't left everything behind. You didn't already made a name for yourself, whether it was with his help or without or whatever. All it matters is like, yeah, he may have put you in the spotlight, but it took you and who you were to continue to be in the spotlight. And that's where people go wrong. I can say that about a lot of people that I have put in, in certain spotlights and put on in certain ways or put in the faces of people in the right places. But at the end of the day, that's all I can do. I can get you in the door, but you got to do the rest. I can put you around the certain crowds you need to be in, but you got to do the rest. And I'm not going to take credit for that, especially not, not just for any reason anyway, like, because I was genuine when I did it. I believed in you. I wanted you to shine or whatever the case may be. So I'm never going to be like, oh, well, I did this and did this and did that for you. I'm not going to do that. And that's where Blueface go wrong. It's like, okay, yeah, you did all of that, but you also believed in her. You also liked her, the way she carried herself and everything. So you wanted to display that. Um, but I be feeling, I just feel like I can't even stay feeling bad for her because she's so wrapped up in this social media world that she won't even take time to heal. She won't take time to heal. She won't take time to love herself. She won't say take time to 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 seek therapy or anything like that. And you really have to do that. I see the want is there, but you're so worried about opinions and what a, a sorry ass nigga got to say. And this is not just with Krishan. This is with many of people like you don't want to accept the fact that you don't want to feel like a failure, whether in relationships, friendships, jobs, anything you do, you're worried about everything that a person is going to say negatively about you or how they're going to portray you to the world. And that's how I live. Like you got to learn to live in your truth. People going to say whatever people going to feel, whatever, whether you are doing good, bad, happy, sad, regardless, they're going to talk about you. They're not going to be okay with the way that you move in or, or anything, but you can't be a people pleaser. And that's what I see with her. So when I seen her on social media today, crying about how he like, first off, he just doing it for the internet and truth be told, he's doing all of that. Even how he was throwing his baby mama 
up his first baby mama in the mix of everything. Like she has nothing to do with anything to do with you and this girl or you giving or Krishan giving birth to y'all child yet. He was just looking for attention. That's all I seen. And I tweeted that earlier. Like he, she really got him mad. She got him mad. First off from naming her, her child after her. And don't get me wrong. I wanted to name my son, um, Christopher. I wanted to name him after me. My name is Crystal. I wanted to name him Christopher. Of course, I'm not going to name him Crystal, but I definitely wanted to name my son after me. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. The tradition is that they're juniors, um, by fathers. I get that, but like, that's why you're supposed to name your child something unique, not like everybody else or anything like that. It's about what you feel for that child, what you feel going through that birth of that child and all of that stuff. That's where all of that comes into play. So I'm not 100% against that. Um, I don't even think that she did it out of spite, keeping it real. I think that that's just what she wanted to do. I don't see anything wrong with that. But all his rants and raving and shit like that, like, girl, you got it in the bag. And and really, you simply making him mad by not giving a fuck about what he talking about, what he got going on, what this, what that. But he, you let him take you back and bring you back to that toxic ass point of dealing with him and you not even dealing with him and he got you that's the thing he got you and i'm not saying that women don't do this as well but men do this i only deal with men i don't deal with women when it comes to relationships and intimacy or anything like that so i can only speak from my my uh perspective and men definitely do that if they can they don't give a damn about you don't want to be with you no more moved on got somebody else feel like they got something so much better but when they see you are not giving a damn about them they gotta test the waters to to know they can still get under your skin they can still get a reaction out of you and we as women have to stop letting men do that to us i have a friend right now and i'll be telling her the same thing stop letting him know that he got you right where he wants you when he's showing you something completely different, we have to stop doing that. And so that's what I seen with Krishan. And it just kind of, it rubbed me the wrong way. I just like, I stopped following it. I completely stopped following it because I be trying to keep up with these blogs and shit so I can come up with my topics and, you know, discuss things current um, for my, my listeners. But I be turned off about a lot of this stuff that's going on in um, these headlines. Like, matter of fact, like Sexy Red, completely turned off, completely. I was never a fan. I never even knew who she was until, what was it, the Hip Hop or the BT Awards when she was there looking like um, a rag doll with carrying all the money or whatever, and she was performing her song in the crowd type shit because they was playing it that was my first time seeing her and that was my first time knowing her name and that was only a couple months ago I don't know how long she's been out been around or anything like that I would see little things on social media about um my um 
my whatever she see i can't even tell y'all what she say about all i know is my booty hole brown that's literally all i know and when i seen that it was like what the fuck like that's little kid shit to me i was like okay like what is that what are they talking about what's what but i kind of just ignored it because i don't be like that type of stuff doesn't entertain me and maybe it's because of where i am in life and at my age but like that's not cute to me nothing cute about that and i'm not saying that i didn't like i love the trinas i love the lil kim foxy brown um i was never into meg the stallion like that um who else mm -hmm. i don't know but like like i love music first off i love music if you know me you know i love music so i try to give everybody a chance but it's just a lot of music or just a lot of was put on display that i am not into at all and so when i realized oh this her whatever i never wanted to go and look up and listen to the song it didn't spark my interest at all my first thing that i did keeping it real was ask my daughter she just turned 17 but at the time she was 16 i asked her uh you a fan of sex that girl sexy red she said nope i said you know her music she said nope i said stop lying she like i mean i know like you know like pretty much the 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 catchy part she like but i don't i don't listen to her or anything like that i said good better not catch you listen to her better not catch you quoting her song or none of that because like bruh who who are you i know that these celebrities are not raising our kids but whether we want to admit it or not they play a part in raising our kids it's up to us and that's why I shut that shit down and I let her know, like, you know, like I would never let her think that's okay. And she not about to hear me or see me around here. Like even this whole twerking phase, thank God I was a little older maybe and past it. I used to get out there and dance and do all that stuff. But like, I never thought any of that was cute. My daughter not finna see me with my ass up in the air twerking or doing none of that stuff or being a, a a city girl or a hot girl or you know none of that i'm i'm cool on all of that um and then her like like you bragging about first off you said you the raw dog queen that really just like what who now this is my thing because actually my man and his his um co-hosts they just talked about this on their podcast um fuck an algorithm go follow them check them out listen to them all that stuff blah 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 you know all of that but <laughs> they were just talking about her matter of fact and him and one of his co-hosts they really get on my nerves but they were saying they'd take her down and they were saying she the typical ratchet girl da 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 da, da whatever whatever but bruh i was a little disgusted i ain't gonna lie i was a little turned off with my own man because like you would do what and don't get me wrong, some people say they they portray one way in in the public eye and then they be on some other stuff behind closed doors or they'll try to act like they've never been through nothing, never caught nothing, never anything like that. But behind closed doors, then been through a whole bunch of shit, then caught a whole bunch of shit. Like me personally, I could keep it real and say I have I've had chlamydia before. Proud of it? Hell no. Continue to mess with the nigga? Hell no. But I've definitely caught something from like, and that's what I was saying. Like, you're not wrong for trusting the wrong guy. That's completely normal because when we fall for these men or when you fall for these women, you end up sometime in messed up situations falling for the wrong people. So you're not wrong for that. 
But when you say you're the raw dog queen, and when you go around here boasting and bragging about having chlamydia, going back and going back and going back and all of that type stuff, and then your man find condoms in your trash can and you like, it ain't mine because I'm the raw dog queen. I don't use them. Girl, what? Hell no. I can't say that I always use them. No, but I definitely prefer them and I definitely am scared to catch something. Yes. Well, no, I don't prefer them. Actually, let me rewind that. <laughs> I mean, like I'm in a, a committed relationship, like years into this committed relationship type stuff, but like just starting out, Hell no, you ain't going up in me raw. And I'm going to be questioning, why are you even trying to so bad? Like, I have I told y'all paranoia, I'd be quick to be like, this nigga must got some. I tell my homegirls that real quick, like, this nigga must got some. He, I feel like he trying to give me some because he is, like, pressing to not use a condom. I swear. <laughs> That's so crazy to me. But, um, and then you talking about, she talking about condoms smell like fish. They smell like fish. They make your coochie stink. Like, what? Girl, what? <laughs> don't get me wrong. There's somebody somewhere out there that may be allergic to latex. Definitely. And I think that is also where that started. And everybody just that, you know, love the, the raw feeling, the raw sensation decides to be like they're allergic to latex. Men say that, women say that, y'all are nasty if y'all really not allergic to no latex. Like, don't do that. But I just feel like, I don't even know how old she is. I think she's like 25 or so. She's somewhere up in there. But that's no excuse. I, I don't like that age card being used when it comes to people being, you know, to an, an extent, you be out there, you be crazy. I definitely, um, I 100%, I 100% believe that every woman has a whole face, no matter if it's, um, in your teens, in your twenties, in your thirties, forties, like it ain't no telling when it will hit you. And certain things trigger that whole stage, like being hurt or going through, you know, life, lessons and things like that um but I just I don't I just don't like yeah she may be the typical ratchet yeah she may be like you may know her or her type and all that is cool but like is this what y'all really into is it that many men that would really feel I gotta put a poll up because I really want to know like Y'all gonna lie anyway. And I guess when I think about it, yeah, niggas lie anyway. Because they always say they standards are so high. They always say they got the baddest bitches. They only fuck with the baddest bitches. But these bitches, these sexy reds, be their baby mamas. So, I guess. And I ain't gonna lie with mine, especially. <laughs> I just seen some of the one. I ain't, you know, I ain't the finest. And I ain't the, you know, mm -mm, but I didn't seen some of his work and yeah no <laughs> so i guess i guess i gotta kind of backtrack on some of that because yeah y'all be messing with some with some things y'all really do um <laughs> um I, what was i <laughs> yeah that just made me think about some things i didn't see in it uh-uh um, let me move right along to Jason Lee. 
I really mess with Jason Lee. I've been a fan of his. Um, I follow him. I may not support his sexuality. I may not support uh, the things that he support, but I definitely support his platform. I definitely support his work. I definitely love what he does. Um, I like what he brings to the culture as far as covering um, celebrity news and things like that. Um, <laughs> but I seen this clip. I came across this clip um, and I had to go find the full interview. Uh, it was a guy who tried to get on him about his little beef with Nicki Minaj. And he said, he, boy, I would have thought that was me sitting up there. I'm going to just say that. Like, he did not hold bar. And you saying this your homegirl, you feel like, oh, you went too far with her. You know, I'm from, uh, I think he said he's from Brooklyn or wherever he likes. So, you know, I got to get on you about this, this, this or that or whatever. But Jason Lee, he stood his ground and he kept it real. He gave her her props. He gave her her credit for what she's great at and what she deserves and things like that. But he went on to say she's a pedal sympathizer. I do not condone, accept tolerate deal with pedal sympathizers and i am the exact same way like he said i was abused i was i was molested um and i ain't even gonna go too much into their little their little beef or whatever but it was between him trying i guess it started when he was trying to um get her and cardi b to settle their beef type stuff or whatever. And she didn't like that. We all know how Nicki Minaj is. She didn't like that. It led to some other things. I guess he called her or she called him a cocksucker. And he really took offense to that because part of him being molested as a child, that was done to him. And so I feel it like that's a trigger. I definitely feel that um, 100%. And so he just went on to go in like, bruh, your brother is a pedophile. And not only do you support him, you paid his attorney fees, you pay all of that. But it it really bothered me because the nigga that was interviewing him was trying to justify and telling him like, like he tried to cut him off first off, like, no, 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 no. Uh, 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 uh. Like he tried to cut him short. And Jason Lee had to let him know like, hey, you knew who the fuck you was bringing on this show. You knew who the fuck you was interviewing. And that's real shit. Like, don't try to mute me. Let me say what I got to say. Even if you do not agree with it, I was just saying this. Even if you do not agree with it, that's okay. If I do not agree with you, that is okay. Let's respectfully agree to disagree. He wasn't like being disrespectful or anything like that. He just simply put it out there. Like these are the facts. He was he was found guilty. He was charged. He did these this to these little kids. He did these things. And she came to his rescue. Don't get me wrong. Of course, we probably all got them in our families. I for sure got them in my family. And like Jason Lee, I'm the same way. That's why I cut my family off. That's why I don't deal with them. They wanted me to accept some things and just brush things under the rug that I was not okay with doing. I'm not okay with doing that because not only am I a victim, but I feel for little kids. I am a protector of little kids and I'm not going to protect a fucking abuser, a pedophile, a child molester, a child abuser of any kind of any sort. I'm not going to protect them. I'm definitely not about to help you fight your case or anything like that. I am walking. I 
am walking relationship or not and that is also something that's a trigger for me because how can how do y'all stay with these men all these years that whether they abuse kids first off that's just one thing but when it's your child when it's your grandchild when it's your nieces nephews your cousins your siblings anybody like, how do y'all sit up and deal with a man that does not want you? He wants someone that you are supposed to be caring for and nurturing. That is sick to me. And I'll never understand that. And I always say, I'm so glad he put that name on it. Pedal Sympathizer. Because y'all are more of the problem. I'm not going to say more. But y'all are just as much as the problem. Just as much of the problem as these people. As these predators. Y'all are just as much as the problem. And prime example, when I first exposed my story and spoke out about it for my own healing, like that's the thing. It was for my healing. I was struggling with something that I was holding on to. I was holding on to hate. I was holding on to guilt. I didn't like my mom. I, I just, I, my family disgusted me. I hated going around and seeing these people pretend to be so happy and this lovey-dovey fucking family but behind closed doors everybody whispering everybody gossiping everybody talking about the same thing but nobody's doing anything about it nobody's speaking out nobody's protecting these kids it's happening again and again and again generation after generation after generation like that was a problem to me and even as a kid like I remember being like 15 16 years old and I'm trying to talk about this and I'm being told told by adults to keep quiet don't talk about that don't tell nobody that don't make our family look like this or that how am I making the family look like this or that when it's real first off all I'm doing is letting people know what's really real like I was hushed hush 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 I remember my dad was getting ready to get out of prison like I remember first off when it first happened I'm not with it I went right to my parent and my mother and told her and my dad was locked up and I told her like uh-uh I don't want to stay here I can't stay here he tries to touch me. He touches on me. I'm not comfortable. And at first she continued because she wanted to go out so bad. She continued to try to make me stay there until I gripped her on her leg, like telling her like, please, please don't leave me here, please. Because I knew it was wrong. And that's when she put me in a car. She took me over to my aunt's house. She still ended up going out that night, first off, but she took me to my aunt's house. She let me stay there for the night while she went out. The next day, she talked to me a little bit. She asked me whatever. Okay, boom. She said she believed me. She kind of shared some stories that I had already heard through whispers about her being molested, about her siblings being molested, all of that stuff, but she didn't do anything about it. And not only did she not do anything about it, but she knew I was a daddy's girl. She knew I couldn't wait to talk to my dad. And the first thing she begged me, begged me to do was not tell my dad, to keep it from my dad. And that was a problem for me. Like, how are you telling me to keep something a secret? I was like, at this time, I was like eight or nine years old. And she told me, don't tell your dad. 
And I was just like, I knew it was wrong. And Eve and my mom, she knew me. You can call him mischievous or whatever, but like she knew me and she knew I wanted to tell him. I wanted to find a way to tell him. And I felt like she, she like, she made it so that I would never be along with my dad to tell him. Like so much time had went by and passed to like, it's not that I forget it. I forgot it, but I buried it, you know? I I buried it. I buried the pain and things like that. But along the way, you continued to take me over there. You continued to leave me there alone, me and my brother. But that's still alone because my brother is only two years older than me. And he can't protect me like that. Um, Like, first off, let's just start there. This happened to you, your siblings, your cousins, as kids, teenagers, whatever y'all were. How could you ever be comfortable with letting your child go around someone that has done this, that you know has done this, that has done this to you? Or as they would like to pretend like, oh, we thought he changed. We thought he changed. You thought he changed, but he it continued to happen. Kid after kid after kid. Yeah, okay, whatever. This not even about me right now. Um, I just don't like them type of people. And it's way too common especially in the black community, it's way too fucking common and it disgusts me and I will forever <clears throat> speak out about it. So when I seen that and um, he wouldn't let the nigga shut him up, like I would, I commended him for real. Like that made me like him even more because he stood his ground and like he let it know, like he's like, that's not right. You can't do this. You can't do that. And he was basically, he told him, um, Okay, yeah, she called you a cocksucker, but you went too far. Like, going all into that and saying all them things about her family, her brother, whatever, like, you went too far with that. And he just straight up told him, like, how I go too far by speaking up about a fucking child molester? Like, are we really protecting pedophiles? Like, are you serious right now? He stood his motherfucking ground. And that's that. I want to post a clip so bad on my Facebook. But I just noticed. I forgot, I was doing something, y'all. And noticed that I am finally not restricted. I can finally start making my money again. I've literally been restricted the last three months. Three and a half months. I've been restricted. And I haven't made no money on my Facebook. So I'm, I'm walking on eggshells. Because I do not want to get restricted. I want to get back to making, um, I was making like, I done made damn near $2,000 almost. Well, closer to 1500 but you know, I done made almost that much, a little over 1500 And like back to back, I want that. I could use that <laughs> shit. That, that's extra, that's free money, low key, extra money. Um, so I'm going to be careful with that, but I, I want to post this clip so bad because he went there like I said he went there but it was just disgusting how I posted it on Twitter matter of fact I posted it on Twitter and threads I don't know if I posted it on TikTok but I'm just I'm steering clear of Facebook because I ain't got time for them people <laughs> um another thing I seen I see first off I seen by by sunrise I seen uh, light skin Keisha announced the her pregnancy with her her man of however long they've been together for some years now. Um, by nightfall, <laughs> I seen her on live going in about her man's bitter baby mama, and I was just like, 
Lord. Lord. Now, I don't I don't like to speak too much on these situations because you really don't know a person's parenting. Um, I'm not going to say that she that her man isn't a deadbeat because I don't know. I have not looked into him. I'm a fan of Light Skin Keisha and really not her music, only her acting on power, but um and my man is a fan of hers. He love her. He swears she's just so fine. And I give him passes to like really admire her and shit. But um, I don't really care about her man too much. I don't. Don't know who he is still. Don't really care. I see him here and there in her videos and things like that. But I don't. I don't. I ain't. Too, I don't know you. I really don't know you. But with that, like I was saying. I don't like to speak on nobody private issues because you never really know unless it's all laid out there. So I don't want to jump to defense and say that he's not a deadbeat, but I don't want to jump to defense of the baby mama and say that he is, is a deadbeat. I have been or am to this day on both sides. Um, I have a deadbeat dad, baby daddy. I've had two of them actually. I've had friends and I've witnessed their Debbie daddies as well, but I've also witnessed bitter baby mamas, um, current bitter baby mamas. <laughs> I see it all. I hear it all. And it's annoying as fuck to me. So whether he's a deadbeat or not, like, it's like, if he is okay, take him to court, put him on child support, do what you got to do. Don't kiss a nigga ass. Cause I'm not kissing nobody ass to be no daddy. I would prefer no daddy over than a, a holiday daddy. I say this all the time. Um, I think more women should feel like that. I feel like women put up with too much. They tolerate too much with these men. They continue to deal with them and sleep with them um, so that they can be active in their kids' lives. When truth be told, if they were not giving up no coochie, he wouldn't even be around. And when you are giving up the coochie, is he really being a daddy or is he only playing with him for a little bit or seeing him because only because he's he's seeing you and he's getting something from you? Like, I don't understand why that doesn't click. But with that and however it is, whatever the truth is, I kind of I tried to go down the rabbit hole a little bit. Um, but like she said, what does me announcing my pregnancy have to do with you? Why all of a sudden now is he a deadbeat baby daddy? And from what I've seen from the screenshots and from what she was posting, text messages, all of that stuff, um, he was trying to get the child. He was trying. He did offer to get uh, the child uh, to take the child into his home and they help her out and give her a break because apparently she's not doing too good right now and needs the help. And I've talked about this in one of my previous episodes and my reels. We have to be less prideful when we're not in a good position, when we're going through it, when we do need a break. Not saying just give your kids up like that, but that's why they have two parents. And especially if y'all are not together, y'all still, it's still y'all job. The co-parent is still y'all job to have the best interest of the child at heart at the end of day. And we be too worried about what people going to think, what people going to say. And all this extra stuff or just holding on because we feel like these kids is trophies. Don't get me wrong. Some of them do be trophies, but we feel like they be trophies. And certain women, I am excluded, they use kids as a pawn. Y'all really don't even be wanting these kids, but 
You don't want the daddy to have them. You don't want nobody else around them. You don't want nobody playing mama. You don't want nobody treating your child good. You don't want nobody treating your child like their own. You don't want your child building a, a bond with nobody else if it's not you. You don't want your baby daddy to be happy if it's not with you. Like you go out of your way to make him miserable, make life hard, make being a dad hard. And ugh, I, I just don't understand them. I just don't understand them. And like I always say, I had my first child at 15. I didn't been through all of the all the, you know, the baby daddy, baby mama drama and all of that. The other girlfriends and this or that. But I was never the type like you can't see my son. I just didn't want you to have my son around nobody. I didn't care if they disrespected me. Disrespect me. Don't like me. Me and my 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 oldest son's um brother's mother, if that makes sense. Y'all get what I'm trying to say. She hated me. We went at it. I had to put hands on her before because your mouth is too reckless. But she loved my son to death. And he loved her. And as long as I ain't hearing nothing about you mistreating him or anything like that, I have no problem with you being in my son's life, especially if she was with his daddy for years. And then you gave him a sibling. I'm not against that. And I always felt like our child should know each other. Our children should know each other. They're siblings. It's crazy to live in the same city and not know who your sisters or brothers are. But most women don't think like that. They don't care about that. And it's it's disturbing. It's really disturbing. Um, but just to go back to Light Skin Keisha, um, I seen it. And she, I guess at first she didn't want to address it. She just let the, the baby mama make her, well, I ain't going to say post because she made quite a few and it just got to the point where not only did she make kind of uh, quite a few, but she was saying that now she got to speak up because not only are you just really like you trying to make my my pregnancy announcement about you or about your child or about what y'all got going on. And instead of you coming at him, instead of you talking to him directly, you involving me in something that don't have nothing to do with me. I'm nice to your child. I love your child. I don't mistreat your child or anything like that. But okay, whoop-de-doo, I'm pregnant now. And now you have all of these issues. Now you want to make your baby daddy look like a deadbeat when he pays you child support. He gives you money regularly. He does all of this and that. He's open to getting the child. He's open to taking the child in for however long that you need to get your shit together. But like she said, this is the ultimate, like she said, everything that you do, everything that you complain about, every problem that you make isn't even about the child. And I felt that. I felt that 100%. I try to stay out of it. I try to let parents parent. I may have my my input. I may sit back and watch certain things and I don't like certain things. I don't like to see my man go through certain things because I love him. But I I know my place. And if you don't ask or don't bring nothing to me, I've learned to just be quiet. Just stay quiet about it. Anybody out there listening, just stay quiet about it cuz at the end of the day, it ain't got nothing to do with you. <laughs> but seeing certain things it's like bruh and I've said that very thing 
everything that she's doing or complaining about has nothing to do with the child. Why are y'all like that? Why do y'all not just move the fuck on? Especially if he ain't shit, he's such this, 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 and that. Move on. Move the fuck on. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, Let me see. I'm at 55 minutes, y'all. And <laughs> I guess from the beginning of me telling y'all about my uh, my vertigo, um, I ain't even get y'all the whole thing. I think I'm going to do another, um, I'm going to do another show tomorrow and I'm going to do story time <laughs> because I really want to share my experience um, in Miami, what I went through, how it made me feel. Oh, you know what? I do want to say, I'm going to make this real short and simple because I haven't researched it because I don't care too much about it, but I don't agree with it at all. Erica and Spice, love and hip hop. I do not watch Love and Hip Hop. I stopped watching Love and Hip Hop back when Jocelyn Crazy Ass was uh, joined the show. I watched like, you know, the season she was on there, maybe a little bit of the second season. But I, I had already been fading away from it because reality TV is is just too much for me. Um, but I always see clips. I'm, I definitely I'm tapped into, like I said, to all the blog sites and things like that. So I see a lot of those things. Um now, here's what, let me just say this real quick. Especially me, when you target my kids, when you come for my kids, when you bother my kids in any way, I do feel like the gloves are off because them is my babies, definitely my babies. But um, I also feel like kids are off limits. That's for one. And... Okay, let me see. Because I, I want to say this correctly. I guess you could say it's kind of like devil's advocate, but I don't know. Take it how you will want to. Um, kids are definitely off limits. Yes, especially with me. But when you fuck with my kids, it's a problem. When you fuck with my kids, you fuck with me. So I'm going to go there. But my thing is like, boy, this mouth is lethal. These This mouth is lethal. These hands is lethal. So like... I don't have to never ever go that low. And like people have talked about my kids. Ex-friends have talked about my kids and tried to hurt me because people know how much I love my kids. And that that's how they try to hurt me. Um, but I don't have to go there and stoop to their level and talk about their kids or go that route. Um, so maybe that's why, because you know, I'm very verbal. <laughs> I'm very verbal and I'm very slick at the mouth. I I am. Um, but what I want to say is, I'm going to say this and I'm going I'm to close this out. Um, I keep seeing people saying that when you talk about somebody kids or when you bring somebody kids up, the gloves is off. That I guess that's true for some. She should have hit her in the mouth if she felt like that. Um, you could say whatever you could do, whatever you can react. However, that's your way of reacting. Is she, is she wrong for that? No, that's your way of reacting. But what I will say is I did see the clip. I don't think that she said anything negative about the little boy or the boy, however old he is. She pretty much told her 
you're a sorry parent. Your child does not like you. We all know, we've all seen this. I mean, if you are into entertainment or anything like this, we all know Erica Mena don't have her child. We all know that, like, bruh, you basically had two other kids. Really, you forgot about your son before them, but you, like, you only act like you have those two kids. I see this just from what I have seen. Um, so that's on you. I feel like she talked about her parenting. I don't feel like it was that deep to be like, Oh, you talked about my kids. You talked about my child. You talked about this and that. No. And if her way of reacting um, was to call Spice a monkey, hey, that's your way of reacting. But you have to deal with what comes with that as well. That's what I want to say. You have to deal with what comes with that. And I see a lot of justification and people saying, well, she shouldn't have talked about her child. 